1: Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday, everyone. On today's show, we're going to look at the ESPN FPI ratings and how Boston College stands and stacks on that. And I'm going to give you my issues with their ratings. I'm also going to look at the spring production out of the wide receiver group. We're going to hear from wide receiver coach Joe Daly from his press conference today, and we'll hear some of his thoughts. And we're going to get into the news, which had quite a bit that we're going to want to talk about. So let's jump into the news. The first piece is that Rich Kelly, former Boston College guard who entered the transfer portal at the end of the season is going to transfer to UMass. So Rich Kelly, if you remember, was a um, Mac player who played for Quinnipiac for three years, decided to transfer to BC at the beginning of this year. And um, he had a a decent role on the team. You can't complain about what he did offensively. He had some games like, um, like, the Miami game where he shot uh, lights out from three-point range and scored 27 points in one of probably BC's lone bright spots of that season. Um, and he had to play a much bigger role near the end of the year when so many players were going down with COVID um, illnesses and, and and restrictions. So uh, Kelly did what he had to do. I You know, I started off the season with Kelly not that impressed with him and thought he wasn't going to be an ACC player, but he grew on me as the year went on. And I thought he was one of the more productive players on this team. And, you know, I obviously as a BC person and a graduate, uh, you know, BC and UMass, we butt heads, um, but I'm just glad he found another school. And, you know, maybe BC will end up playing UMass, you know, with Pat Craft and a new coach. Maybe finally the Commonwealth uh, Cup will go back on and BC can play Rich Kelly next year. So he has found his new home. Now, if you're keeping score at home, that means Rich Kelly's at UMass. CJ Felder's at Florida. Winston Tabs is at ECU. Jay Heath is at Arizona State, and Kamari Williams is still in the portal. So those are all your players. And then some people have been asking about certain players that I have, um, haven't have heard anything about. And there's three in particular that we're not sure what their um, their spot is for next year because they're technically super seniors, but they could also still transfer. So they don't have to play at Boston College. And those three that you've been asking about is Andre Adams, uh, Fred Scott, and James Carnick, so all three of them, you haven't heard anything um, positive or negative about whether they're coming back to the Eagles. I know people have been asking me about that, and um, we'll find out more as I'm. Um, I don't know, I think the three of them are pretty quiet on social media. So honestly, we might have to wait until either the school releases a press release on it. You know, or they get they start pulling in transfer numbers where it doesn't make sense anymore. You're like, oh, there must be one of those players missing, or the or the kids somehow reach out to some media members to get that notice out. So, uh, those are some names to watch for in terms of recruits to keep an eye on. You know, now that Boston College has. Um, all their coaches, it seems like they're much, as I said the other day, they're going to get much more active in the transfer portal, and they absolutely are. And the big one that I saw that I was like, whoa, that's a big name, is Mac McClung from Texas Tech. Now, Mac McClung is a, uh, he's going to be, you know, one of the best um, players out there in terms of statistic-wise. Uh, you know, he he's a 6'2 guard who averaged, points a game last year, 2.7 rebounds, two assists. And he's from Virginia. You know the schools going after him. You know you you look at the list of schools and you're going in Boston College. Uh, (laughs) Um, Earl Grant and his staff are going to have a little bit of uh, work cut out ahead of them if they're going to cut out. uh, I think it was like Kentucky, Gonzaga, Texas, uh, Florida, Memphis, NC State, and uh, Georgia. So, yeah, all the Blue Bloods want him. So um, good luck to Boston College. I just thought that was interesting that he had um – Put Boston College on his list of people who have con- contacted him, I, you know, and I, I assume Grant's going to be contacting literally everyone in the portal to see if he can get someone in. Uh, so that was a new name. And this weekend, BC Baseball faces off against Florida State in a three game series in Tallahassee. Now, the big news about this game is that Boston College is going to be with, without four players who are in COVID protocols. It sounds like they don't ha- are not positive, but because of contact tracing, they have to be careful about that. So these four players. Are not going to be in the game. Now this impacts BC a little bit, and I, you know, it's irresponsible for me to even um, guess who those players are. But just looking at who's starting, Mason Pelio is not starting Game One. He's not playing this weekend, so I'm not sure what that means. Uh, You're gonna get. You'll have Mancini, who usually is the midweek starter, starting game one. You have Emmett Sheehan in game two and Alex Stiegler in game three. Now, Florida State is number 18 in the country. Uh, BC is struggling. And so, you know, BC's 14 and 16, Florida State is 16 and 13 and they're ranked 18th in the country. They've got some hitters, their pitching staff, yeah, it looks a lot more well-rounded than what BC has. You know, their first pitcher is the lefty Parker Messick who has a 2.6 ERA and their third pitcher, Connor Grady has a 3.6 ERA. So, you're running into another good team with pitching. Boston College, I mean, at this point, you just need to win, and they need to start stringing together wins, and they're running out of time. And so... You know, I don't know if not having Pelio might actually be a blessing in disguise. Though Mancini has a 9.16 ERA, Um, it could get ugly this weekend. And I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not that hopeful of a big series for BC. You know, my expectations for the team have kind of dissipated as the season's gone along, as they they continue to really struggle. And then, and and it it was something that we brought up at the beginning of the year with their pitching staff, um, and it's just been getting exacerbated as the season goes on. So, it would be nice to see, you know. Things can change. If they can change this weekend, this would be a perfect weekend to get it going. So uh, they start games on Friday, 6 p.m. Start on ACC Network Extra. All three games are on ACC Network Extra. So if you have anything other than like Comcast, you can watch it on your computer or our smartphone. So uh, that's what we have for news on the day. Now, when we get back, I'm going to get into this FPI statistical system that ESPN uses, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. And we'll get into where Boston College is at and why I don't think it's that big of a accurate indicator. So let's first chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball is over, but NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL are all in full swing. And you can even bet on golf. I don't know if anyone out there did any wagering on the Masters. I saw one of my old cohorts uh, wagering on um, the, the winner, and it was like pretty good odds. I think you put $10 down on the winner and ended up winning $600. So, you know, you can make those types of wages too at betonline.ag. With real-time odds, they have you covered there. All you need to use is promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up for your free account on betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means you put $200 down. They're going to give you $100 on top of that. That's a win right there. Head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag the online sportsbook experts. Now, I've been telling you all week about Locked On Today. I hope you've checked them out. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of of BC Bulletin. It's been a busy week on our site. You know, we had all that news about New Balance and there's been transfer news and all sorts of recruiting updates. If you love recruiting updates, head on over to bcbulletin.com. You know, there's other great sites. You know, 247 does a great job, but because of the way my, my site works, I don't charge you to read um, my recruiting news. And I, I reach out to recruits. I text a lot of times with the recruits and I, I, I get little uh, gobs of information from the school. If you want up-to-date BC recruiting news, you need to head on over to bcbulletin.com. Now, one of the things I brought up today was the FBI. Now, if you you scroll back to the very beginning of when I started Locked On Boston College, you'll hear me ripping on Bill Conley's uh, system as well. Because I, you know... I see these projections that different uh, statistical systems make for Boston College and what Jeff Halfley and this school has put together along with the talent this team has and I and I laugh so FBI if you don't know, is a system that ESPN created that's a measure of team strength that is meant to be the best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FBI represents how many points above or below a th- average a team is. Projective results are based on 20,000 simulations of the rest of the season using FBI results to date and the remaining schedule. So this year, they just, they just released it, but what they do, and I, this is the part where I hate it, is that they use older data to help predict on new data? So, you know, old recruiting um, statistics, old you know, passing statistics, rushing statistics. They throw all of that in. So you're predicting, and they also they they dock Halfley for being a first, year, a second year head coach because he's new. So they put all that in, and they you know now Halfley is being rated off of what Steve Adazio did. And they they pump out numbers of what their you know what their numbers are going to be. So last year they had they predicted Boston College to go five and seven, and that was with the schedule before COVID. So what the schedule was going to be, uh, they thought they were not even going to make the 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 um, the Bulls. Now BC finished with six wins in eleven games, did much better than that. Now this year, they have BC fall. They're projecting them anywhere between five point three and six point seven wins. So, very, very small increase. And if you look at their scale on their rating, it's like 1.5 points higher than their rating when they were supposed to be 5-7. and uh, So, not a lot of faith in this system uh, in Boston College. Now, again, as I was just saying, yeah, if you're going to compare Jeff Halfley and, and use him as, uh, as, use Steve Adazio as a predictor of how Jeff Halfley's going to do, yeah, of course that's not going to make any sense. And... Um, you know, when you're throwing statistics together and you don't have an offense for a couple years and then you kind of throw in the new offense, it's going to throw everything into a, a tizzy. So, I again, I look at this kind of stuff and I, and I laugh because on top of all of this, I, if you go to our site, you can see how they rated um, other schools. Now, uh, I put up BC's opponent schedule so you could get a, a kind of feel of where BC falls in terms of their opponents. And, you know, you go from the top, which is Clemson, who is number three in the country, and makes sense, you know, they're Clemson, all the way down to number 128 for UMass. And they're rated, like, the, they're above U- UConn and, like, one other team. Uh, so UMass is clearly at the bottom. But the part that makes me laugh are, t- is t- are two different um, statistics that they put out for two different teams. And one is Florida State. Who, if you followed football at all last year, that team was a complete disaster. And part of it was because of COVID, but also because that locker room seemed like it was a complete, um, just a mess. Like the players leaving, players quitting, players everywhere. And maybe their head coach will fix it in a year, but they have them as a top 25 team. This team went like, I think like three and five or three and six last year. And they have a top 25 team. Again, show me, show me how Florida State deserves to be a top 25 team. Maybe they'll play it up and, you know, they're, they're out, you know, they're recruiting well now, but that, it's going to take some time to build that. I just don't see that. And the other one that made me laugh um, was actually based off of last year and kind of trickled into this year was that if you want to get a a feel of how um, realistic, the statistical analysis was last year, Louisville was rated higher than Boston college. Now Louisville finished four and seven and was not bowl eligible and Boston college beat them. And Louisville still finished ahead of Boston college. So, you know, you see these statistics and it just reinforces like some of the same old tropes of like, just, you know, you see writers ripping on BC, but when you have these, like, convoluted statistical analysis that don't really get to the meat of things. And, and I get it. Boston college has a system that's very hard to, to quantify, but I, it, it's just like, what is this? Um, so, you know, I've said all along, I think Boston college is an eight win team this year. Uh, eight or nine wins I think is what's capable of this team because I truly believe that Phil Dracovic is a top 10 quarterback in the country He's got Zay Flowers, who's a top five wide receiver. They have an offensive line, which I, I truly believe will get those issues under control this year. And a defense that, if if there's anything that Jeff Halfley can fix, it's that defense. So give me eight or nine wins this year, um, and not six. Um, so I, I would bet... And if anyone wants to make a friendly wager with me that they're going to win more than six games, I will take that any day. So uh, that was just my thoughts on the FPI. And, you know, we'll jump in as, as we continue along uh, through the summer with some of these other um, publications that will give their analysis. I'm sure Athlon Sports will probably put BC at the bottom of the ACC. They do it every year. Um, and you'll see some some that may have some faith in them. So we'll have to see. I'm sure the, the word dark horse will come out a few times as well. Now, in our final segment, we're going to jump to one of the things that I – one of the reasons why I think Boston College is so strong is their wide receiver group. On Thursday, we got a chance to speak to Joe Daly, the wide receivers coach. You're going to want to hear some of his thoughts. But before we do, let's chat about Bilt Bar, my favorite part of this episode. Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors. These are protein bars that are covered in chocolate that don't taste anything like a typical protein bar. You, you have some delicious flavors that you just need to try because, you know, if you've tried protein bars, you know how most of them taste. They're chalky, they're gritty, they're just not enjoyable. These bars taste like a candy bar, but they're loaded with goodness. I I have one every day as a snack, and it gets me through the end of the day. It stops my cravings for food. It gives me something nutritious that helps me kind of just get the energy to get through the day. My favorite, coconut almond. I love it cookies and cream is delicious. I mean, you got to try these. There's so many good flavors to try out. Now they have a special deal. All you need to do is head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. On April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will make trades and pick the next stars for their team. Searching, Search for the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That is A-U-D. A C Y. This is Locked On Boston College. A J Black. I hope you're all enjoying your Friday, and I hope you've enjoyed our shows this week. If you have not already, if you missed some of our episodes, they're all kind of evergreen because you know sports are kind of done for BC other than baseball and a few of the um, Olympic sports. So head on back, give some of our older episodes a listen. They're all like 20, 25 minutes each. You you know, if you get an hour commute, you can you can. Go through three of them, and I hope you enjoy them and share these with your family and friends. In our final segment, we're going to listen to Joe Daly. Joe Daly is the wide receiver coach for Boston College, and as I've said during uh, spring practices, we get a chance to talk to coaches that we usually don't get a chance to talk to. Now, Joe Daly is from New Jersey. He was a coach at St. Peter's Prep, and he coaches one of the most talented groups on campus. It's the wide receiver groups. Um, And he gave some really interesting answers to some questions during today's uh, press conference. Uh, One thing that if you're interested in it, if you're a a local Massachusetts uh, person, He talked about Will Prouty. I'm not going to put it in here because he's a walk-on, and unless you're from Massachusetts, you probably don't really care. Um, But he talked about how he is um, progressing with the offense. Um, If you followed Boston's uh, sports, he's someone you might want to check out. But I wanted to hear his thoughts on on, uh, Zay Flowers. So let's hear what he had to say about how explosive Zay Flowers is and what he can do to really take offenses to the next
0: level. I mean, it just makes things a lot easier on game day to take the top off of a lot of coverages. When you can stretch the field vertically and lift the back end of the defense, man, it just opens up everything underneath. And then once those guys are just playing all those underneath routes, whether we're, we're having run action passes and we got shallow crosses or, or just crosses in general and those safeties are jumping them, you got Zay behind them on you know post and uh, deep corners and uh, go routes. I mean, it's just, you know, one hand washes the other in our offense, but you got to have somebody that can take the top off and he's such a friendly receiver to throw to for uh, Phil on those quarterbacks that just makes things easier when you know you got a guy that can really run and uh, it just they, they complement each other, you know, in the pass game. That was Joe Daly,
1: uh, wide receiver coach, talking about Zay Flowers. And, you know, what he brought up about Flowers, I think, is what makes him so dynamic. Yeah, he does those big plays, and you get every every once in a while you get those huge home run passes that, you know, take your breath away. Because, you know, he's got elite speed that you don't usually see at Boston College. But what Zay does, and what Joe Daly just mentioned, is he makes the players around him him gives them a, it makes them better it makes their job easier because you know if you have to to dedicate safety help to zay because you're otherwise going to get toasted that's going to open all that un, all those underneath routes those crossing those smaller routes and you know he talks about it as well you know when you have those one to one matchups he doesn't talk about it in this clip but in another one that gives you more yak or yards after catch and boston college had one of the best uh, yak Uh, percentages in the country or yards um, in the country. So all of this, you add it together and this gives you why... Zay Flowers isn't just a dynamic player, because obviously he te- he, he's great, but he does everything to make this offense so big and so explosive. And having him there is going to make all those other wide receivers bigger. Now, in the next clip, Joe Daly talks about Kobe White. Now, people have been asking, you know, where is Kobe? How's his spring going? And I think this gives you a good representation of where Kobe is at at this point.
0: Cleaned back from injury, you know, Kobe hasn't fully returned uh, to uh, spring practice yet. He is ahead of schedule in terms of of his uh, rehab, his recovery. But thus far, Um, but I know he is working his tail off every single day, pressing himself, pushing himself uh, to get back. And I'm excited to get him back on the field here um, at the end of spring and going into summer because he just adds another dimension in terms of leadership, uh, of veterans, played a lot of football, and he's explosive. He makes a lot of plays when the ball comes his way. So, um, though he's not back yet, I have no concerns about when he does you know, return and join us, um, because he's gonna be what he's always been, a consistent football player that leads by example.
1: So there you have it, Joe Daly's explaining that, Kobe has not returned to practice. So, or he, you know, he's not full time at practice. So you can imagine that he's doing some things to get himself in condition to practice over the summer, get himself into game shape. But if you're waiting for him to play in the spring game, you're not going to see him. But I think what should get you most excited, and I said this earlier, is, you know, one of the biggest question marks about the offense was the loss of Hunter Long. You lose one of your biggest, you know, your biggest targets out there. And there isn't a real answer who's going to replace him. You know, they have other guys, but are they going to be Hunter Long? Probably not. But you bring back Kobe White in a offense that really tailors to his strength, because you got to remember for years, he's he was playing in, in teams that weren't throwing the ball. And now finally, he's going to get Philip Tchaikovic throwing in the ball with Zay Flowers out there. And this you know, complement of wide receivers that are gonna just you know make everyone around them better. You have C.J. Lewis, Jelani Galloway. You might have some of the younger kids like Taji Johnson and Ethan Williams and Jalen Gill. All of these different players. Then you add in Kobe White, and all of a sudden you have a you know you get Phil Djokovic back there, and he can he can pick and choose where he wants to throw the ball because he knows the guys he's gonna get the ball to are gonna catch it and make plays. And you know we if you remember. You know, at the end of the 2019 season, I think it was the Florida State game, Kobe White was, you know, he had a big game out there. So he has every capability to be um, a guy that goes out there and wins a game for you. Um, and he's a, you know, he's been on the team for, I think it's his sixth year, and he has that leadership. He's a, you know, trusted uh, locker room presence. And, you know, we don't know what his knee's going to be like. I think that's fair. You have to understand that, too, that, you know, maybe he's not going to be as strong as he was before. But to have him back on that on that roster is going to be a big deal for Boston College. So, uh, while it's disappointing that he hasn't gotten back yet, it's good to hear a daily say that he's ahead of schedule and that he's working his way back. So, you know, We'll have more thoughts on Monday about some of the things that they talk about. Uh, we get a chance to talk to Jeff Halfley on uh, Saturday, and we'll we'll get his thoughts about practice and where you know some of the things going on with the team. And we'll have to hear what he has to say about that. This is AJ Black. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. I'm gonna head out a little bit and uh, you know just relax a little bit because it's been a long week for all of us. Take care, everyone.